The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Hey listeners, welcome to episode 35 of TGIC Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Sorry, I know we missed a few weeks, but we are just enjoying, the. we just were enjoying, we're not enjoying anything right now, the yes. last bit of summer and adjusting into a new school year. Yeah, we are currently enjoying our first week as a junior. We're not seniors. Yeah, we're not we're seniors. We're seniors. Not um, enjoying it is a strong word. I don't know if experiencing I Experiencing it. We're experiencing the mediocrity of junior year. Mm-hmm. Mediocrity. I love that word. Do I don't like, even know what that word means. It's like mediocre, but like the adjective version. Mediocritively. But it sounds like so smart, but it's not even a smart word. It just, just sounds like it. True. Um. Anyway, we should be excited, but we're totally not. Well, I'm not. I can't speak for Izzy. Izzy could be having the time of her life. I'm más o menos. Más o menos. All right. Um. Yeah, anyway. Today's case I actually came across while listening to another podcast, which is kind of cool. Over the summer, my family and I went on this super long road trip. Uh, We drove across the country and back. So, like, you know, about as long as a road trip gets, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I had a lot of time to listen to some true crime podcasts because... I sometimes can't listen to music for that long. Like, I get sick of it. It gets boring. Yeah. And I also, I can't really watch TV in the car or do anything on my phone too much because it makes me nauseous. Same. So, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts in the car. And basically, um, I came across this one. It was a Crime Junkie episode about the murder of Beth Doe. It was actually, it was a combo episode with two Doe cases, but Beth Doe really stuck out to me. And I was kind of interested in it. It was a few years old, the episode was. So mm-hmm. I looked at I just spoke like Yoda. Did you hear that? Was a it was a few years ago, <laughs> the episode was. Yeah. Um. So I looked it up because I was kind of curious. I was like, well, sometimes they solve these and don't do updates. So I'll just check it out. Turns out it is solved. And actually, like back in May, my mom sent me like a CNN article about this case. Oh, really? Yeah. She was like recommending that we did it. But I kind of like... I wanted to do it, but honestly, we had so many other episodes lined up at the time, I didn't say anything about yeah. it. Yeah. And then I came across this whole, I, I also don't think I realized, like, the extent to which her, like, the Doe case was exactly. before. Plus, like, I feel like Doe cases are just so freaking interesting. They are. I had no idea. I, like, I literally ran out of other episodes to listen to. I'm really big on, like, missing cases and then sometimes murders, depending on the victim type, mm-hmm. which is terrible. I'm, like, kind yeah. of a terrible person for that. <laughs> but, um... I came, I just was like, checked out the Doe cases, and they were so interesting, because it's not only you're trying to solve the crime, you're trying to solve, like, the Who identity. Like, there's so many mystery parts to it's it. It's so cool. Anyway, so I got really into this, and then I figured out it was solved, and I was like, well, hell yeah, we're going to launch the new yeah. school year with this episode. And guys, there are so, my favorite thing, so much closure in this case. Yeah, it really is. It starts off with so much mystery, and then all the puzzle pieces go together. Like, in such a satisfying way, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, as satisfying yeah. as death can be. As, yes, yes. <laughs> but in a satisfying manner. And I yeah. feel like this is one of the first episodes we've done that are like that. Yeah, no, this is definitely one of the, like, more interesting ones we've done in a while. Yeah. And it's also, not following, like, our traditional script yeah. or anything. And I feel like we just got so much, like, stuff, like, information on this case. Yeah, because it, it was covered so many times mm-hmm. before she was identified and, like, after she's... Anyway. So, yeah. 
Let's get into it. Okay, so I'm going to get into the timeline. So the morning of December 20th of 1976, a 14-year-old boy went out for a run by the Lehi, Lehigh, like really trying to overcomplicate that, river in Pennsylvania. And while running by the river, he discovered the body of a woman. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the body was totally mutilated and her body parts were shoved into three different suitcases. That's intense. Which is very intense. Um, all the handles had been removed from these suitcases and they had all been spray painted black. Honestly, I don't really understand why all the handles were removed. I, I, I don't know. It just, There's got to be, maybe so it looked like a box. I, I have no idea. Okay, I is mean, it also, are you also like not, like it does not bother you that that was like such a waste of suitcases? <laughs> suitcases suitcases are, are cheap. <laughs> like, They're so expensive. Like it's like, I think a cheap suitcase has got to be at least like 30 or 40 bucks. A cheap one? Yeah. Like seriously, like why are you just, just like. Can't you just throw the body in a river like a normal person? Or, like, put it in a bag? I don't, I don't Trash bags are, like, very cheap. Yeah. This just, is, like, a, quite the commitment. And, and they would honestly probably like, sink better. Yeah, and you had to, like, deface this? I just, I don't understand. There's, like, that's, that's terrible. This is so like, sloppy. Really? And you're, like, wasting money here. Yeah. Um, going to a little bit more um, serious, <laughs> along with her body parts, a nine-month-old fetus was found, confirming that the victim had actually been pregnant at the time of her death. Oh, my God. And after a further investigation and autopsy, it was concluded that she had been sexually assaulted, strangled, and shot in the back of the head after she was already dead. And her body was actually dismembered with a serrated blade post-mortem. Ugh. Um, I... I have no words for that. That's horrible. That is... Oh, my God. And it was concluded that this was not the work of a surgeon based on cut pattern and material, basically saying that it was very messy. Yeah, so this isn't, like, like way, way, way back when, like, almost, like, a year ago now. We covered the Black Dahlia case. Oh, Jesus, yes. I really can't believe that was so long ago, actually. Oh, yeah, that is a really long time ago. We're, like, still sitting on the floor with one microphone in between us doing that. Oh, my God, we were. And we were recording. We we discovered over time that Izzy's house is, like, a better recording location because, um... My parents, my brother, my dog all, like, stomp up and down the stairs. <laughs> and it was so loud we had to pause all the time. And, like, this house is very quiet, usually. My house is usually pretty quiet, unless my dad is, like, watching videos or something. One time we were recording outside of Izzy's room. I can't remember why. And then her parents were, like, unloading the dishwasher. Oh, my God, and you could so hear all of it. It was, like, clinking dishwasher. Whatever. Anyway, back to the Black Dolly thing. Cause yeah, we're so... Yeah, go, you go. We're very tangent in tangented whatever because we haven't recorded in so long yeah i'm sorry about this it's gonna be kind of messy anyway black dahlia they really thought it was that surgeon dude or like Mm -hmm. a surgeon dude or someone with surgical training because the like it was used like they used a scalpel and like Mm -hmm. the cuts were really clean and they also like knew what like arteries not to hit exactly what arteries not to hit and also how to cut the most effective way yeah i don't think they went through bone like they went Uh through like like, this was a very choppy job. Yeah, it was very choppy, very messy. Whoever did it did not know what they were doing. Which is kind of interesting in a way, because this is, like, cutting someone up and putting them, distributing their body across three suitcases is such a, like, pro-serial killer type thing. Specific Exactly. Thing. But, like, for them to do that, but also, like, do such a shitty job with cutting her up is weird. Yeah. And also, her nose, breasts, and ears have never been located, and, like, I just, this, where level, the hell are they? I don't know. Like, <laughs> they gotta be somewhere. Do you think the person, like, kept them? Yeah. Like a trophy? Gross. 
Like, not to mention, this level of violence against this poor girl seems to be such a crime of passion, like, or the work of a potential serial killer, but, like, you don't even hear about serial killers that do crap like this. Well, you do, except for the fact that they're, like, you know, not choppy with their cutting job. Yeah, like, they know how to do it and not get caught. Exactly. That's, like, what makes it seem so weird. Like, usually crimes of passion are not so, like, st- like, a uh, what is that word? Like, a uh, what is, it's not statistical, it's a, uh, what is that? I don't know. Very, this is, like, very detailed and planned mm-hmm. out, so usually crimes of passions are not like that. But yeah. also, at the same time, the serial killer would never be the sloppy. Never be that sloppy and stupid. Like, yeah. the way that this was done, like, and, like, I honestly think that it was someone that she knew. Because, like, who the fuck kills a woman in her fetus so brutally and messily as well as, like, they must have been so inexperienced, like we were saying. Yeah, and then there's make no sense. other victim like this. Yeah. And... Oh, like we said, with a serial killer, you'd usually see, like, a same victim profile of yeah. multiple murders, and that never happened again, mm-hmm. so... Or before. Yeah. And additionally, after some investigation, police discovered that the suitcases had been thrown off of an above highway from a vehicle heading west. And the first two suitcases landed in the forest below, and the last suitcases, or suitcase containing the fetus and Beth Doe's head was on the riverbank about 20 feet away. And the newspaper from September 26, 1976 was wrapped around the body and later linked to northern New Jersey. Which is kind of interesting because that really would help identify. Well, exactly. not really. It did. It should, but it didn't. Yeah, it but should it, have. It's kind of interesting the date and where the location was proved to be from. Yeah. And there was also a bedspread found in the suitcases and it was like, quote, a red, was reddish orange in color with yellow and pink embroidered flowers and was made of chenille fabric, close quote. So, seems kind of specific, potentially handmade. Yeah, but it does sound a little bit handmade, but I also, I mean, it was the 70s. I feel like that also could be, like, a really common thing, just sold in, like, any department store. Yeah, and I feel like, okay, this is going to sound interesting, because I feel like we usually talk about how, like, a bed sheet or a blanket would be, like, a sign of, like, love to the victim, like, Mm -hmm. afterwards, like, of care, like, that's, like, a parent thing. I feel like almost in this case, it was, like, just to get rid of anything she'd ever touched. It was, like, like in spite of her. Like, if he were ever, he or she, I suppose, but, you know. Yeah, you know. He. He. Um, in this case, it was definitely he. I think she was sexually assaulted. Yeah, she was. There was, anyway. Um, well, I don't even remember where I was going. Anyway, I don't think this was, like, a care sign. It was, like, a... Uh, so it was like, I want every fragment of you out of my life. Exactly, so that no one can link this back to me. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of it for our timeline, but we are going to talk now about the physical facts about Beth Doe, and these really became to be, like, her identifying markers for, mm-hmm. like, ever until her case was solved because they just could not get any sort of connection. Yeah. And I also think it's important to know, I don't really know why she was nicknamed Beth Doe, it's kind of assumed that it was because there was a lot of Jane Doe's in the area, and this case stood out to a lot of people, so they yeah. gave her, like, a different name. It's very uncommon that you see people get, like, a name like Beth Doe. Like, you see people, it's like, like, kids will get, like, Precious or Princess, Ugh. which is really sad, kind of, but also... Sad like, and, like, yeah. creepy, I don't know. It is, it is actually really creepy, but um, usually you don't see people get, like, names, which is interesting. It's usually they, really specific. Unless they already know that their first name is something and they just cannot identify who the person is. But in this case, we know that's not her first name. Exactly. And we have no idea where it came from. Yeah. So, this is a little bit about Beth Doe. Her autopsy was performed on December 23rd of 1976, 
and her cause of death was ruled a strangulation despite having been shot in the neck afterwards. So the, like, shot in the neck didn't kill her. It was actually done after she was strangled and dead. Yeah, and wasn't she, like, shot in the head, too? Like, why... I think Why would they do this post-mortem? Clearly the, the killer's inexperienced, and they mm-hmm. probably just want to make sure she was dead before, you know, throwing her in a suitcase and cutting her up and shit. Yeah. Um, that's what I always assume when people do, like, a shot after post-mortem. Yeah, like, after, like, stabbing or strangling someone, then they, like, kill them again. Yeah. So, he, her identifying features were that she was between 4'11 and 5'4. They really couldn't, like, piece to... Is he earlier? She was like... <laughs> Um, okay, Izzy earlier, she was like, Jillian, why don't they have an actual, like, height for her? That's so weird. They had a body. And I was like, and then she, I, like, look at her, and she, like, figures it out herself. But, like, you know, she was in bits. So, I mean, I guess whatever they, they were able to kind of, like, put together of her is what the, like, estimated height was. Don't laugh at this. I know. I laugh at morbid things. I know. Anyway, she was a white woman in her est- estimated late teens, early 20s. She weighed between 140 and 150 pounds. However, she was, like, this weight due to her pregnancy, so she weighed a lot less before, which means that she was just a very small person. Yeah. And she was nine months pregnant, too. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that, like, her weight, how do they really put that together without, like... Blood. Blood, and, like, she was missing body parts. Oh, yeah, her ears and... Boobs have weight. They do have weight, actually. They, she didn't have them. I watched this TikTok about how apparently, like, if you have, like, double Ds, it's, like, 20 pounds. Yeah, so what if she had double Ds? That would have made a big difference in her weight. Anyway. Yeah. Um, she had shoulder-length dark hair. It was, like, dark brown color, and it had never been dyed before, which I feel like is also, like, kind of interesting. Yeah. That they can... I mean, obviously, it's pretty easy to tell, I think, when like, you're trained in that, yeah. but... I do still think it's, like, an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, it makes a big difference if your hair has already been dyed. And I think also back then, maybe, like, hair dye was a lot more harsh. Like, yeah. now you can get all that stuff that's, like, specifically formulated for, like, mm-hmm. sensitive, like, to be more, like, not as not as damaging. Yeah, but I feel like hair dye is interesting because that can show a lot about how old you are um, your style, your, lo- your location, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot you can tell about that. Unfortunately, she didn't have dyed hair, so. That's irrelevant. Yeah, it basically just kind of, in my head, it makes her seem younger, but also, like, people could just choose not to dye their hair. I mean, it's a stylistic thing. And so. it was the 70s. Yeah. Uh, she had type O blood. However, this is, like, the most fucking common type of blood. So, again, And it doesn't even irrelevant. say O neg or O positive. It's, it's just, o. just O. So, that really doesn't help anybody. I hate that blood typing was, like, the only way they could connect things for so long. Like, they didn't even have DNA. Like, it was just like, oh, you're type B. I don't even know what my blood type is, honestly. I don't either. My mom doesn't even know her. She doesn't know mine. Yeah, I I asked my mom when I was getting my driver's license and my permit and stuff, and she's like, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's just, it's so, like, irrelevant, honestly. Unless you have, like, one of those, like, special types of blood. It's, like, golden blood or whatever. Yeah, that you're, like, one of three people who have it. Then you really don't need to know. Um, her distinctive marks, which are kind of interesting, she had a two to six inch scar on the back of one of her heels. How they don't know if it was, like, two to six inches is a pretty big difference. Like, a six inch scar is really big. A two inch one is very small. I don't know how they don't know. Like, six inch could be, like, potentially surgical. Two inch could be, like, a scrape from whatever. 
Um, so I have to assume it was probably on the smaller side a little bit. Maybe they just were concerned about, like, saying... I just don't understand. Why not mark it? Like, that is so dumb. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Um, I Maybe there's something with the way her body was cut off. They couldn't really quite figure it out, but, like, they got an estimate? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But that's kind of interesting thing to point out. And she also had two moles on the left side of her face. One was on her cheek, and one was, like, in between her eye and her eyebrow. Okay. So that's pretty, that's a pretty distinctive marking. I feel like yeah. I do remember seeing that on someone. Especially if they're bigger. Mm-hmm. Um... Her dental records, which I love dental records. Dental records are so interesting. They're so interesting. Honestly, they're not accurate. Like, I feel like and they don't they're just never accurate. But I find them to be very interesting because they think that they know. I was telling Israel, I was like, they really think they know what they're doing, which is awesome. Like, go them. Yeah. They have so much passion. But, like, at the same time, this never <laughs> ends up being factual. So, according to her dental records, she had no fake teeth. Um, okay. She had some molars removed as a child. Which is good to know, I guess, because, like, I mean, I don't know. Molars <laughs> removed is kind of interesting, because did you have molars? Did you have your wisdom teeth? I had my wisdom teeth But again. that was when you were, like, older. Yeah, I was like, 15. Like, you were, like, that was a year ago. Um, molars is, like, what you Weird. Had, like, as a kid, that seems weird. I don't know. Maybe that was more common in the 70s. Maybe they're, I don't, I don't really know. Like, to make space, they took out those yeah. teeth instead of other ones. I don't know. Um, she had received fillings, so she had been seeing a dentist for, like, a good portion of her life, but it had been a long time since she'd last seen a dentist, because she had severe tooth decay and a tooth fracture that, like, would have been causing her, like, a significant amount of pain. Oh, another thing that I found that was weird. Hmm. You know pregnant women, sometimes their teeth just fall out? I Maybe that was part of this. I... Which caused, like, do you think they put that into account? I'm sure, I'm sure they put that into account. What if I just solved this? It's already, it's already <laughs> solved, know. honey. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's just like trying to think, like trying to think I did like, something. Pregnant women lose teeth. <laughs> the murder's been solved. The murder's already been solved, too. Um, yeah. So she it, it, like had this severe tooth decay that was causing her a lot of pain because of the tooth fracture, which is really interesting because I like sticks out to you. I don't know, like, to live with the of it like someone must like have go to the it. dentist no but like what if like dentist. someone next here's the thing if i had severe, if I had severe pain <laughs> in my tooth i'd want advil right if i was like even if i was just totally by myself someone employee at the pharmacy would have seen me yeah you know what i'm saying like someone this gotta like that must have caused her to be somewhere you know she yeah. did, just didn't like live in the woods <laughs> she actually will get into this later we'll get into more into that later actually like where she lived <laughs> um so her teeth enamel also indicated that she had been born in Europe and had moved to the U.S. as a child. What? Yeah, so that's kind of interesting how they can track that. I think I it's, in the, it's something with the water and how it affects your enamel. Okay. Um, and this also linked her to, like, specifically Serbia and Croatia. And it also concluded that she'd been living in the U.S. for about five to ten years, and she'd likely been living in a southeastern state, specifically Tennessee. Okay. We live in a southeastern state. We do. Mm, creepy. Yeah, but also I thought that was interesting because they had linked that newspaper to, like, northern New Jersey. Yeah, so Which why? is, like, really far apart. Yeah. So I don't really know what was going on here. Um, there's also some interesting writing written on her left palm saying the letters WSR and the numbers 4 or 5 and then 4 or 7. I okay. think her body was literally just so messed up. They could not tell, like... So much stuff. Uh-huh. So it's very, like... 
not hypothetical, like, what is that word? Like, it's it's not totally proven, but it's most likely. It's like a hypothesis. Hypothesis. Um, That's probably not right, but... No, it's not right, but it's okay. It's a prediction. And they also, at this point, we don't... I honestly have no idea the exact amount of time that she was, like, in the suitcase in, like, whatever weather this was in. I guess it'd be different if this was during the summer. I'm pretty sure she was found, like, pretty soon after that. Yeah, so I... Never mind. I was thinking, like, if this was in the summer and if she was in water, then the decay would have been so much faster, but I don't think she was. It was yeah. not during the summer. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, this is, like, a lot of stuff. I feel like I've just shared about her, and at this point that we have talked up to, no one could be linked to Beth Joe For, like, decades. Yeah, which is nuts because, uh, I don't know, I feel like those are very specific things. Those are very specific, and I feel like if you saw those in the newspaper and you were missing a family member, you would be like, oh, that's my sister. Or, like, is no one, yeah, is no one, is no one missing a, like, late, or a pregnant older teenager, a pregnant older teenager? Yeah, I don't know. Like, she's gotta belong to someone. Okay, I'm gonna start getting into the investigation a little bit. So, beginning the investigation into the identity of Beth Doe, police fingerprinted the body and they also put her dental records into the system and compared them to missing people in the U.S. and Canada. And sketches were created. And Probably the F- shitty ones. Yeah, exactly. And the FBI became involved, but Beth Doe could not be matched to anyone. And also, if you look at these sketches, like, I feel like... They change a lot over time. They change a, like, drastic amount. Like, one does not look similar to the next no. one. And they were, like... There were some leads, but they weren't shared publicly and not discussed very much, probably because they didn't want to, like, tip off anyone or, you know what I mean. Like, they didn't want to share stuff that they weren't 100% sure about or that they just didn't want to share. And she was finally buried in 1983 and remained unidentified for many years. And as a matter of fact, many missing women have been linked to Beth Doe. However, none of them turned out to be her, and there were actually 12 in total from, like, all over the world. Like, I was going to list them out, but it was just, like, it would have taken, like, multiple minutes, and I was... It honestly really didn't matter, because there was yeah. just 12 people that weren't her. That weren't her. Out of all the people that could be her. Exactly, and many of them are actually still missing today, and I thought it just wasn't really at least relevant to this case to talk about them, since they're not relevant to the rest of the case. Yeah. And also, a lot of the, like, investigation into them didn't go further past, like, oh, this girl looks similar to this one. And her body was actually exhumed in 2007 to gain new evidence and create a new facial reconstruction that I think is actually more, like, um, alike to what she actually looked like because of new technology. I think it was supposed to be. Honestly, now that they've identified her, if you look at the comparison, it is not similar. Yeah. There's, like, four different people, if you look at all the pictures. Yeah, like, they look drastically, like, they don't even look like, I don't even know, they don't even look like they're in the same family. (laughs) Um, okay, so after all these new facial reconstructions were coming out, um, in September of 2019, so this is a lot of years later and very recent to now, Mm -hmm. um, her case was actually connected to the missing person case of Madeline Cruz. A tip was placed by a former classmate of Madeline, who thought they, like, looked really similar. Madeline had lived in Massachusetts with her foster family in 1974, mm-hmm. but at 16, she ran away with her foster sister. Her sister returned a week later without Madeline, but then, like, no one hears from her for a while, and in the summer of 1976, she called a friend asking for money because she was pregnant, and then they just never heard from her again. <sighs> so, this is, like, seeming like a really good lead. Yeah. They have this 
pregnant girl. She hasn't been heard from. She, she, the last time someone heard from her was the summer before the death of Beth Doe. Yeah. Like, it kind of makes sense. But this lead was followed, like, and they just found Madeline. What? Yeah, I don't, they, I guess they solved a whole other case, because they really didn't share too much about it, but they were like, oh yeah, she's alive and well, it's fine. Not Beth Doe. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, which is, like, really bizarre, but, like, also... I mean, I'm glad they found her alive, but that's kind of weird and crazy. Um, so the Beth Doe case kind of went cold for a little bit following this, just because it was such a good tip, and then they kind of just remembered it's a, like, case that hasn't been solved forever. Yeah. But then it picked up again, and Izzy's going to tell you about that, because this is exciting, this is the puzzle this is coming together. This is really exciting, like, everything's going to make sense. And, um, this is actually such a, such a freaking sad story. It is really sad. Um, so the story of how Beth Doe was finally identified is honestly, like, super heartwarming, but just really fucking sad. So, a family in New Jersey named the, okay, the Colons, C-O-L-O-N-S. I think that's Colon. I think that's Colon. More specifically, the second youngest generation of them. No first names. I haven't... The article I read about this, they didn't use first names, so okay. I'm not going to use first names. Yeah, it's probably just a privacy thing. Yeah. And it was CNN, so I trust it. And, like, they were always curious about what happened to their long-lost Aunt Evelyn. So for years, they had no belief that anything nefarious or violent happened to her. Like, more than she... Like, she just left to start a family and to get separation, and she just never made attempts to connect back. And Evelyn's nephew did an interview with CNN, and he said that, I quote, I would see my grandmother. She would walk around New Jersey City, and Jersey City, not New Jersey City, and look for her. He said, hey, did you see Evelyn? She would think she saw her and tell my other grandmother, hey, I think I saw Evelyn. She would say, I don't know why. I can't find her anywhere. That's so sad. Which is fucking heartbreaking um anyways colin and colin feldman who is his sister made many attempts to find their aunt in their adult lives and they would message people on facebook and other social networking sites among other things who had like similar last names similar first names similar appearances and it just all fell through and however the best decision that they made was to submit their dna to one of those testing sites to see if they could be connected to Evelyn or one of her children, grandchildren, etc. I've always wanted to do one of those. I did one of those, actually. Did you find any, like, missing relatives? Did you have um, missing relatives? I did not have missing relatives. I had a buttload of old, like, old people related to me, though. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I've always wanted to see what, like, my, like, uh, what is Genealogy? that called? Yeah, like, the, the, like, countries and all that. Mine is crazy, actually. I'm from, like, everywhere. Like, I'm from, like, Sardinia. Where's I'm that? part Native American, I'm part Costa Rican, Guatemalan. A lot of people are, like, very, very slim part American, or Native American. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, Ireland, Germany, whatever. Um, oh, basically... a lot of Americans are a very slim amount of Native American. Yeah. Not, not all people. <laughs> yeah. Um, ha- so, but what happened was much more depressing. So, basically, Colin Jr. was notified by the DNA site that he was matched to a homicide victim. And they asked him if he knew of anyone that had gone missing or was murdered in his family, and without a flicker of doubt, he knew that it was her. Oh, my God. And when he and his sister looked up the case and the composite sketches of this Beth Doe, they knew they found their long-lost Aunt Evelyn. Okay, so I have to, like, think about this for a second. 
have they not seen these pictures before? Exactly. Like, have they not because, heard of this? It happened in New Jersey. Yeah, they lived in New Jersey. The, her murder didn't occur in New Jersey, but it occurred in, like, Pennsylvania, which yeah. is pretty close. And the newspaper was linked to New Jersey, so you'd think that there'd be, like, media stuff covering it up Jersey, there. In New Jersey, and, like, pictures in these descriptions. So that was a pretty big yeah, okay. I mean, maybe they it was weren't solved. looking because yeah. I'll get into that a little bit in a second. But like, still, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it's anything weird about them. I just no, it's, it's just it's the media odd. sucks that they couldn't get it. To yeah, them. and when her case was finally being looked into by police, or wait, sorry, and now that Evelyn was finally identified, her case was finally starting to get the concentration that it deserved, and so it's finally being looked into police, and they got. Like a viewpoint, they got more of a viewpoint the day that Evelyn had actually gone missing. So in 1976, then 15 year old Evelyn, 15. Yeah, which, which they is, were way off with the age. Yeah, had moved into an apartment with her 19 year old boyfriend, Luis Sierra, who was a immigrant from Puerto Rico. Due to the fact that she was pregnant with his child. So he was actually their neighbor, and then they moved into a different apartment, like. In another place, it was never specified. Um, And one day, Evelyn's mother got a call from her saying that she was feeling under the weather and that she wanted her to, like, make her some soup and bring it to her. And, however, when her mother showed up to the apartment, nobody was there. And it had been packed up. And when her mom asked a neighbor what had happened, they said that Luis and Evelyn had moved. Oh, my God. Which made no sense. And... I just don't understand. That's insane. She really must have not been feeling well that morning, or maybe she was just trying to get her mom to come over to see what was going on. Exactly. Like, okay, this makes me think. The fact that they were living together away from the family, like, was there domestic violence or abuse going on that just wasn't, nobody knew about? And maybe she didn't want to disclose that on the phone to her mom, so she's like, hey, can you bring me some soup? Yeah, like, something's about to happen. He's packing up the apartment. Uh Can you bring me some food, like, to just get over here? And, of course, her mom probably didn't realize this. Obviously. And came probably, like, multiple hours later. And in January of 1977, the Quillen family actually got a letter from Luis in Spanish, uh, which doesn't make very much sense. And in it, he detailed how Evelyn had given birth to a baby boy and that they shouldn't worry because she would contact them if she needed anything. And this letter was also postmarked from Connecticut. And I, like... That's just, oh my god. That's really dark. Like, so dark. How can you write a letter to a family saying that she gave birth to a baby boy when you, she's She's dead. been dead for, like, two months. Yeah. Because you murdered her. Yeah. So, the family didn't report her missing originally because, like, obviously, they got this letter from someone they thought they could trust. And after a few years, they tried because, like, of... To report her missing because obviously she hadn't contacted them and I'm guessing that was unlike her. And because of the letter, the police would not file her as a missing person because they had quote unquote proof that she was alive. That's not proof though. That's not it's not like the letter was from her. No, she didn't even write it. Like, I mean, even if Louise had written like a fake letter from her, like that would be better evidence. Yeah, like she didn't even write this letter. So what the fuck? And it came a month after yeah. that body. That's another thing. Maybe they didn't even connect the dots because they got this, like, they must have gotten suspicious when they, if or when they heard about that woman who washed up on shore. But then they got this letter from yeah. this guy saying, oh, she's fine. So we had a baby weird. boy. So weird. It's just so horrible. And, like, obviously when the police found a, 
found out about this dickhead, they looked into him, and due to the overwhelming amount of circumstantial evidence and other evidence pointing towards him, they had a strong case to convict him. And Luis was eventually arrested, and now his old ass is sitting in a New York jail and awaiting trial. And he still continues to say that he's innocent. How could he be innocent? He's, like, the only person in the case. He's the only person in the case who had any means to do anything. Or had any contact with her before her death. And why would you write a letter a month after? Yeah, exactly. If you didn't do it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. And, like, not to mention her body was found before he sent out that half-assed letter. I just... I don't know how this guy even has the balls to say no. that he didn't do it. Like, seriously, what's with the letter? Like, how can yeah. you, like, deny? Like, you thought she was still alive? I don't, like, you were like, having no. some weird dream. And apparently he had his trial in April or May of last year. Okay. But I couldn't find any coverage of the trial, actually. Maybe it got postponed because of COVID? Maybe. I don't know, but I, I just Dude's don't... guilty. Dude's guilty. That's what matters. The courts are probably going to deal with that right. We know that it was him, and there's so much evidence against him, and now at least the family has closure about what happened to their little girl, even though it's not the outcome that they wished. I know. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, I feel like this was a good case to get really back into it, though. This was a really good case. I hope you guys liked it. We yeah. really loved researching and talking about it. It was really fun. It was It was a good way like to get back in our routine of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this was the murder and identification of Evelyn Colin. Subscribe to our Patreon for more new content and tune in on August 26th for another new episode. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at tgic.podcast. Bye! Hey guys, it's Kaylee, and you're listening to Killing Obsession, the show where we talk about all the weird and wild shit that goes on around the world. From the hashtag Free Britney movement to the Manson family, Killing Obsession has it all. So if you love serial killers, cults, and overall weird stuff, then this is the show for you. Join me every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.